And so we gather to commission UNS Galactic, the greatest ship ever built, the pinnacle of human interstellar endeavor. Surreptitiously, to avoid the attention of the pulsing holocams focusing on the dais, I eased my aching leg, fixed a glazed stare at Admiral Dubrovik's broad back and the crowded London auditorium beyond. At my left, Derek Carr smiled in sympathy. Would old Dubrovik ever wind down? As SecGen and nominal commander-in-chief of all UN forces, I could have blocked his posting to Lunopolis Command, but I'd interfered enough in UN naval appointments over the years. These days, I tried to limit myself to where it would do the most good. Amid the dignitaries and officials patiently listening, were a considerable number of officers I'd advanced because of competence rather than connections. Yet also among the sobering blue uniforms and starched dress whites were a few disgruntled Earth-first sympathizers, disgusted that I wouldn't support retaking the few interstellar colonies that had achieved independence. There might even have been a few enviro-fanatics, although zealots of that stripe were rare in the Navy. No doubt among the audience were quite a number who didn't give Christ's damn as long as no one tampered with their pay billet. Not since Earth's first convulsive leap into space 250 years ago have so many individuals, so many thousands of diverse corporations participated in a public project. And with good reason. Their profits were enormous. Galactic was an error of judgment. I'd let myself be persuaded by Admiralty's unbounded enthusiasm and Senator Robbie Boland's deal with the Territorial Party, our opposition in the General Assembly, to give us a free hand on the naval budget through the next secretarial election, if we shared the lucrative construction contracts with their allies. What we needed were Alpha-class vessels, like my first command, UNS Hibernia, not the vast and expensive behemoth we'd constructed. I grimaced past my wife, Arlene, to my old friend, Admiral Jeff Thorne, with whom I'd shared my misgivings. Yes, Galactic, along with the nearly completed Olympiad and their two sister ships on the drawing boards, would help seed new colonies. But Home System had been establishing colonies for nearly two centuries, and the existing colonies needed servicing too. I doubted it would prove efficient to send a huge vessel such as Galactic to supply Derek Carr's home colony of Hope Nation. I glanced at the huge hollow screen and the magnificent vessel that dominated its view. Lights blazing, she floated high above the planet, off Earthport orbiting station at whose naval wing she'd been built. I shook my head. After the fiasco with UNS Wellington many years past, there was no thought of assembling a throng of dignitaries on ship for her dedication. We'd been lucky to escape with our lives that day, after the fish attacked. The aliens were gone now, victims of the caterwaul stations I'd devised. From time to time, in the dark nights when Lord God reproached me, I wondered whether to add genocide to the role of my sins. 
Could even Sec-Gen Seaford have imagined just twelve years ago, as he began his second administration, when the world was reeling from the Transpop Rebellion and not yet recovered from the attacks of the Dreadfish that he did so much to abate? My breath came in a hiss. Arlene's bony fingers squeezed my right elbow in warning. I scowled at her. That damned sycophant. Did you hear what? My wife leaned close, the ghost of a smile smoothing the wrinkles that caressed her still bright blue eyes. Cover your lips, Nick. They'll read you. By Lord God, let them, I- Common sense finally intruded. I subsided, seething.